0: Yeah, I like your analogy of dating because that's kind of like what, it, what it's like. Uh, you know, you're know, you meeting people out for coffee or lunch or whatever and getting to know them, seeing if their you know goals or strategies match with your own and seeing if you can build some trust and rapport with them uh, to see if they're a right fit for you and you're a right fit for them.
1: Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, and they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Hello, and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexhammer. With me on these hump day hustles, as always, is Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great on this beautiful day. How about yourself? I'm doing
1: Fantastic, man. Good day to, uh, to be crushing business, right?
0: Absolutely. Every day is.
1: Every day is, man. Uh, well, cool. So anything new, Matt, in your, uh, your sphere, your realm there going on?
0: Yeah, I've been doing some networking lately, meeting some people, uh, working on building my team of uh, other people that I want to work with uh, uh, to build my empire. Uh, how okay. about yourself? Um, yeah,
1: working on a couple things I'm, I'm putting together kind of a course type thing for, I get a lot of the same questions from people. And so I'm putting together kind of like a a whole package to be able to answer a lot of those questions. Um, and then, uh, working on really just trying to get some deals done. It's it's January and man, I, I want to get something on the books here. I'd love to be able to call something in Q1 uh, or very beginning of Q2. So now's the time to get something actually under wraps and get it going. So uh, that's that's a big focus is reaching out to my broker contacts and uh, just continue to push to try to get something something going.
0: Fantastic. Yeah.
1: So So Matt, why don't you introduce our topic for the day?
0: Yeah, Today, we're going to talk about uh, finding and building your team of other people to invest with, to network with, because uh, you know, I think my biggest mistake when I was first starting out was thinking that, hey, I'm smart. I can figure it all out on my own. I can do it on my own, but if I would have uh, built a team of people to work with, you know, I would have advanced a lot quicker than I would have uh, just alone, and so today, we're going to talk about finding team members, uh, people with whom you can work with to help you out, and you help them at the same time.
1: Well, and likely your assumptions were correct. You're probably smart enough to be able to do it on your own. You're, you are know, you're probably hard at working enough to do it on your own and uh, you, you could succeed doing it on your own. There's uh-huh. quite frankly, I there's maybe nothing wrong with doing it on your own, but it depends on really what your goals are. And if you want to achieve, you know, something big, then doing it on your own is going to be impossible and even if you want to achieve something average, doing it on your own just takes a really, really long time. So you've got to look at kind of what you want to do and where you want to take the business and, and how well do you want to do it? And, and how quickly do you want to do it? And if you want to build it, build this business large or, or and be successful and do it as quickly as possible, well, then putting those team members in place is very important. And even like when I look back and go, okay, well, I did some really good things uh, early on and I didn't have this big team. And I still quite frankly, don't have a big team. Um, But I, as I went through these kind of growing spots, you know, where I went from, you know, doing a couple flips to now wanting to do, you know, a dozen flips to now wanting to you know a dozen flips and buy a dozen rentals and then continue to grow that. I had to step away more and more from the day to day stuff so i had to, I was doing my own bookkeeping I was doing I was going to the properties and pounding the hammer and doing all that kind of stuff and I had to slowly give that stuff up as I realized that the only way for me to truly grow is to hire people to be working on the properties, to hire a bookkeeper, to be able to do the books, to hire an assistant, to be able to take some of that other stuff off my plate, and then to have you know brokers and, and all that kind of stuff, accountants on my team, that's when things really started to grow and expand, and it's funny because a lot of times we think, well, I don't want to hire somebody because then obviously I got to pay them. And right now, I don't have enough money to be able to pay them, and yet get any money for myself. And I get that because that, that you know you you have this responsibility now, especially when you hire somebody to pay them. But what happens every time, or, or this is what's happened to me every time, is every time you bring other people on, and you even if they're not employees, if you're just say um look i can do the work myself physically i can do the physical labor once well, that i hire a subcontractor to come in i end up making actually more money in the end when i do that when i hire somebody and pay them 25 30 35 bucks an hour or maybe even more to do this work i actually end up making more money in the end because i can do more and i can focus on actually growing the business. So that's really important as we're looking, okay, how do we scale this thing is what team do we bring on and potential partners to bring up.
0: And when is the right time to uh, hire like a bookkeeper or, or additional people for your team?
1: Well, you got to hire before you think you're ready. Once you think you're ready, then you're beyond ready. So you got to always step outside your comfort zone. I mean, when, when you're When any time you're just very, when you go, wow, I'm super busy, it's probably time to be hiring. Um, You want to, if you see there's any limitations to your growth, it's time to start hiring or farming things out. And again, when I talk hiring, I don't necessarily mean actually a a true employee. There's a lot of subcontractors, a lot of commission-based people. And so we just want to look at building that team. Last week, we talked about
0: finding a CPA and, and using your network and, and uh, referrals to find somebody that could really suit you. Is it a similar process for finding a bookkeeper or contractors and uh, other team members?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would use very similar process. I would get referrals. I think referrals are the best source to find somebody good. Um, you know, it's as far as like a bookkeeper and, and people that you're going to actually hire hire uh interview process obviously it is good and instead of just hiring somebody that's well qualified uh i would be looking at making sure they've got the right personality right the, the personality that fits you their drive that fits you uh what are they trying to achieve make sure that fits the focus of the business um you know that that's going to be really important when you're looking at hiring somebody is does their vision work do do they understand your vision and can they get on board with it you know so you want to have that open dialogue with people to make sure you have the right people not in not only that you hire but also on your team the more people can be in sync with what you do i think definitely the better off you're going to be
0: yeah that makes sense and when it comes to finding business partners uh you know other people that you're going to invest with and uh, really see as equal partners in, in your business. Uh, how do you find those? Is it through networking? And um, and also, how do you vet them?
1: Yeah, it's through networking. I just had somebody uh, the other day say, email me said, hey, thanks for uh, the North Star Real Estate Conference. It was a great conference. And I just closed on a, I can't remember what he just said. And It's embarrassing because he just emailed me the other day but uh, closed on the 32 unit apartment complex whatever it was and he said you know thanks to the real estate conference i actually that's just that's how i got the deal i found a partner we did this deal together so that was a great you know example of networking they went to the same conference they have the same mindset they heard the same things and they got together got on board and said let's do this thing and they bought an apartment complex together and that was what six months ago or not even six months ago when this conference was, and they took action through the conference. So yeah, I I think just building that relationship through networking, through, um, you know, through these meetups, through the, through the conferences, um, and honestly just it doesn't even you might not meet them at the conference you might not meet them at a meetup you might that meet them through somebody else that you know but always putting yourself out there be open and be be open for different partnerships different opportunities i think is really really important setting yourself up to where you're open for the right partnerships and i am always open for strategic partnerships it doesn't mean you just call me up tomorrow and say hey i, I want to partner with you you know, we got to do more dating, quote unquote, we've got to get to know each other, I want to make sure that's the right partner. And, you know, more often than not, it's probably not going to be the right partner. But if you set yourself up to be able to accept partners and be open, then that's you're gonna, you're gonna have a better opportunity to find people to to uh, form a partnership with.
0: Yeah, I like your analogy of dating, because that's kind of like what it, what it's like, uh, you know, you're meeting people out for coffee or lunch or whatever, and getting to know them, seeing if their you know goals or strategies match with your own, and seeing if you can build some trust and rapport with them uh, to see if they're a right fit for you and you're a right fit for them.
1: Look, there's, there's different forms of partnership, too, and you have to understand that there's different levels. For instance, if somebody came to me that had no experience and, and really just was getting into the business and wanted to partner with me, and I said, okay, let's partner. I like what you can bring to the table and your personality and your ethics and so on. Let's just say I, we decided to partner with each other. Well, that partnership... Uh, is going to look a lot different than if somebody has a ton of experience, you know, they've got a team built already. They, you know, that's a different partnership. So there's not necessarily the same levels of partnership. If I was just beginning and somebody else is just beginning, that's a really easy, okay, let's let's partner. Let's be 50-50 partners. But if you're trying to partner with somebody that's got experience, that's going to be a different look to the partnership. So understand kind of where – each person is in their business, you know, right now today and their growth and all that kind of stuff, understand all that and then figure out, okay, what's my value proposition into this partnership and how do I fit in or potentially fit in? Again, you may not fit in at all, but just understanding that and understanding where both parties are at, I think is really going to be valuable to trying to form a partnership.
0: You know, for shy introverts such as myself, I find it so worth it to put, the, put yourself out there because you never know who you're going to meet. And there's great opportunities like meetups or the North Star Real Estate Conference. Uh, last year was tremendous. I met a lot of awesome, friendly people uh, who I was able to bring value to, and they were able to bring value to me. Uh, and so just putting yourself out there brings a great benefit. You're going to advance your own career a lot faster uh, by... Uh, meeting other people, networking, uh, building your team of uh, you partners and other people with whom you can work than you would otherwise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Whether you're an introvert or extrovert, uh, you've got to flex that muscle, right? Of meeting new people, of not working with people, and truly trying to get to know them. So take some time and actually try to get to know people. I've talked about it before on this show, and at, at, you know when I talk at conferences and meetups and stuff, is you know don't. And this came from actually a guest of our show. Uh, Joey Torkelson. He said, "Don't be that ninja card, uh, ninja ninja star guy that just throws ninja stars. You know, you're not throwing your ninja uh, cards out at everybody and then never talking with them, right? So your goal at a, a conference, your goal at a meetup, is to actually have real conversations with people and get to know them, and then continue to connect with them. Your goal shouldn't be to meet you know 30 people, 40 people." That conference or that meetup, because that's going to provide no meat. It's going to provide no value for anybody involved, and it's you're just wasting your time and everybody else's time that meets you. So, don't be that person. I think you'll have a lot better results at it. Um, but yeah, you know, I I don't know. I'm probably like an introvert extrovert. I don't know if there's such a thing, but for me, it's it's not natural just to go up to somebody and say hi and shake their hand and start talking to them. What if somebody says hi to me, then I'm on it, you know? And so what's great with some of these conferences and be able to speak at them is people now come up to me. So that's, that helps my, I guess, anxiety of going up to somebody and saying hi and, and introducing myself, but that's a really important step is to just, go up to somebody and introduce yourself, say your name, ask them their name, ask them what they do. And I have to work on it like all the time. I have to force myself to do it, but the more you do it, the more comfortable we are going to be at it and just continue to do it. So,
0: and, and people that are at meetups that are at conferences, they want to meet you and they want to meet other people uh, as yep. well. So just you're already in a great opportunity to meet people because uh, yep. everybody's willing and interested.
1: So, Matt, one of the coolest things about real estate, and this could be said with a lot of different businesses, but with real estate, I think it's particularly true, is you don't have to partner with the same people on every single deal. So, for instance, you know, I can partner with you on one deal and we wouldn't have to partner again, ever again. What if we do this deal and we decide, well, we're just Personalities don't match really well, or you know you're not bringing the skills to the table that I thought you were, or vice versa. If that happens, then you know we're are we stuck in this deal? Sure, we are until we can sell it and and move on, but we're we don't have to partner on the next deal, so you're not necessarily looking for a partner that you could have to be business partners with you're looking for Sometimes you could be looking for a partner you can do deals, just a deal or two with. Um, Now you could also look for somebody who you want to partner with for the future. Um, But that could be found through doing a deal and then you go, Hey, I really like working with you. Let's continue to do deals together type of thing. That's what I like about real estate. It can almost be a trial and error. It's almost like a, we can, we can test our bride out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to see hmm. if, we, if we really like her,
0: yeah
1: return, return her if we don't,
0: yeah, it doesn't work with marriage, but uh, yeah. with real estate, certainly.
1: honey, I did not say that <laughs> <laughs> No, not about you uh,
0: so yeah. if you let's say you make a mistake. you think somebody's going to be a good business partner and it turns out to be a disaster. Uh, you know h- I guess how do you avoid that uh, potentially from happening?
1: Well, first of all, it's it's about communication, right? So you got to start with, how did we set this relationship up? How, how did you find the person? Making sure, did you actually make sure that they'd be a person you'd want to partner with? Did you take your time to do that? Did you, you know, did you make sure your mindsets are the same and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's the biggest thing is, is really getting to know the person, making sure your goals are the same alignment, making sure that they have skills that you don't have and vice versa. And then getting an understanding of who's doing what with the property, a clear understanding and be able to hold each other accountable. Like what are the action steps that they need to be taking? And if they're not, it's really clear to say, well, look, you haven't done X, Y, and Z. And that was your description. I need you to start doing that. Now, what happens if it goes wrong? Well, then it's pull the plug as quickly as you can. Uh, If you've set it up right from the start, there's a clear definition of what that means. So it's all about setting things up clearly in the beginning communicating you know understanding what each other's roles are you know and and, may, and understanding who's who's got the main decision making as well is really important i was just talking with and i interviewed and this interview will be coming out uh or maybe it just did uh anyways so i i interviewed Peely Yarusi uh and jason Yarusi. Has been a guest on the show, and he spoke at our, our Northstar Real Estate Conference. Actually, Peely will be sp- speaking this year, along with Jason and, and Peely. I asked her the question because Jason and Peely are, are husband and wife, and you know they work together. And so I said, you know, how does that work? And the answer is, is funny because the answer she gave me works with business partners, and it works with employees, and it works with you know. the the subcontractor type relationships and she said four things I've got them in front of me she said make sure you communicate and that that is what she stressed make sure you communicate really well with each other be very open and communicate understand what your lane is and be able to change that though be able to be able to change that lane and, and kind of adjust but understand where what your lane is She said, it's really important to know who is ultimately leading. And we talked about the book Traction. And in the book Traction, they talk about business partners who, one is the visionary and one is the implementer. And, you know, who are you? Are you the visionary or are you the implementer? And again, stay in your lane. So that's that's really important. Ultimately, somebody's got to be leading. So if you say, look, you, your job is to be leading in the, the vision of the company, that's fine. But my job is to be leading in implementation. That's not your job. So you might have leaders in different areas, but you don't want to be both of you making the decisions on everything. I think that's really important. And then... Um, you know, making sure each of you are focused on what you can be doing the best, right? So you, you've you got your own individual strengths. I don't want you, Matt, doing investor relationships. If that's my strength and not yours, I don't want to be doing, you know, um, let's just say analytics, if that's not my strength, but it's yours. So whatever the, those strengths and weaknesses are, We wanna make sure, okay, these are my things that I'm gonna be doing. This is yours.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle, erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They wanna sit back and have payments, Hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com.
0: So, Todd, when it comes to hiring uh, people, contractors and bookkeepers and people like that, what what sort of advice or tips do you have for our listeners?
1: Yeah, so I think it comes down to you, first and foremost, in building a system, right? And so we want to be writing down everything we do on a day-to-day basis. We want to be able to build... kind of a system around our business that we can take and I just hand to somebody and say, here are the job tasks, here's the criteria, you know, this is what we need to do. And they then mold their job description into there, especially when we're first starting. And I want to give the people that I hire an opportunity to create and expand upon their job description. I want to make sure they're doing that same exercise of writing down what they're doing on a day-to-day basis so we can continue to create job descriptions. And then as our company expands, I can say, you know, hey, hey you know, Jennifer, you were doing this, this, and this, and I now need you to do X, Y, and Z and hand that other stuff off and they've got that clear description of what they're handing off to somebody else. And now I can hire somebody new into it. So I think that's really important. Um, always be looking at what you're doing and building a system around it, have a clear list of job tasks and criteria. The other thing is of course, uh, you know, communicating often. So, so hire, hiring comes from the start. It comes from you. Um, I think the other thing is we want to hire slowly, right? We want to take our time. We want to get the right personalities like I already talked about. And we want to fire quickly. Never wait to fire. That's a big mistake that I've made many times. And it never ends up to be the, the right decision. So if you see things going wrong and you, have, you, need to, you need to fire, and we talked about this with our property management companies, oftentimes it's your fault probably more often than not, it's your fault. Actually, it always it's your fault. And it's your fault for whatever reason, maybe you hired the wrong person. I, you know, I'm not sure exactly what went wrong, but you didn't communicate, You hired the wrong person, you didn't have the right systems in place, whatever it is, but you have to get rid of them quickly. Nobody ever wants to get rid of people, but you just have to do it. Um, you know, and, and I've already talked about hire quality people, not the most trained people. You can always train, but you can't, you can't train personality. You can't train the right quality that you're looking for. Uh, The last thing again about you is have a good brand, have a strong brand and have a clear definition of who your company is and who you are and what you're all about. I think those are really important steps when we're looking at hiring.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. And and I've supervised over a hundred people in my day. And I, when I, whenever somebody is not doing their job uh, well enough, I first think it's my fault because I haven't given them what they need, whether it's the tools or the training or the support that they need to be able to succeed. And then I find out what it was that they're missing and then I help uh, you know, them in that area.
1: Yeah. And and when I say fire quickly, I don't mean, you know, don't give them an opportunity to correct your mistakes. Sometimes, you know, and understand that, okay, I I need to implement X, Y, and Z to be able to give, let them do their job. But sometimes it's just a personality gap or whatever it is that you just, there's no way around just, we got to get rid of them. So it really depends on what it is. Uh, But look, you, you, you need to take responsibility. You hired the person is your issue. And so you need to take responsibility. And then if you do ever have to fire somebody, fire a company, whatever it is, you have to reflect back and go, okay, what did I do wrong along the way? And then how do I fix that?
0: Yeah. And then when it comes to having your team, you're going to have a, a sort of a core inner group of your power team of sorts. Uh, any advice on, uh, you know, having a power team?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, build build the right team. You know, for, for me, um, I've got to have my property managers. I've got to have my real estate brokers. Um, I've got to have attorneys, property inspectors, um, you know, lenders, loan bro- loan brokers, uh, insurance agents. You know, so you want to really think about who do you need. I've got investors. Those are very important part. Um, of my my team, uh, you know, contractors, appraisers. Even I, am not selling right now, but I need to have a 1031 specialist, right? And I need to have an accountant uh, that understands the type of properties that I'm buying in my potential strategies. I want a costag specialist, you know. There's so there's all kinds of people that I need to put in my team. So I think really understanding who you should have on your team is extremely important. Um, you know, when you're building your power team, you have to understand what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are and fill in the gaps. You know, you, you have certain strengths, fill in the gaps with all, with all the weaknesses that you have. So my strength is not being an attorney, right? Uh, could, could I figure out some laws, law terms and stuff like that? I'm sure I could, but that's not my strength. And that's going to get me into trouble if I try to pretend that is my strength. So, uh, and then find team members. Again, we've already talked about this, but find team members that align with your goals. Really, really important. And your, your whole mindset. And find people that are always smarter than you or more skilled than you. So, I think the last couple things though is you've got to continually evaluate your team and replace them as needed. Look, you're going to go through growth and you you might need to replace certain team members. And it might not be just because, it might, it might not be something that's necessarily wrong with them. They're just, their specialty is something different. So maybe you picked an accountant, right? When you started an accountant is really good at, um, you know, fix and flip and one to four family rentals. And they understand the ins and outs of that. And then you start buying, you know, large multifamily deals and doing syndications. Well, is that their area of expertise? Do they really understand cost aggregation? Do they really understand 1031 exchanges and all the other, you know, things that you're going to be doing in the business that's going to potentially come up with some, some tax implications, you know? So you might have to evolve and say, well, no longer should they be my accountant. No longer should they be my attorney. Okay, maybe I just needed some LLC setups and now I'm doing syndications and I need a securities attorney. So continue to evaluate your team and replace them as needed. Uh, And then uh, with that is add new team members. Sometimes you're going to add new team members. So I just gave the example of the attorney. Well, I still might want my original attorney, but maybe I need to add another attorney to my team. So, and then I think the last thing is always have a few backups in mind, and just keep an open mind about who's on your team and who maybe, again, should be replaced. If you have a few backups, that becomes easier. Um, You know, that's been especially important for me with my with my contractors or subcontractors. You know, I need to have backups for my electricians and plumbers and HVAC and painters and all that kind of stuff. The people that have been on my team have served me very well, but there's times where maybe they just get too busy and I need somebody to back up.
0: Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Well, for our listeners, uh, since we mentioned the North Star Real Estate Conference, I have a great uh, coupon uh, deal for you if you uh, are ready to buy your ticket. You go to nreconference.com, and in the checkout, if you use the coupon Early Bird, you get $100 off right now. And that, that coupon is going to go away before too long, so uh, buy your tickets now.
1: And, and not if you're ready, man. Everybody needs to be coming to this conference. This conference is good for everybody. We're covering the gamut of real estate. It's not just about, I know it says North Star. It's not just about people in Minnesota. It's not just about people up in the Midwest, upper Midwest. This is a conference for everybody, no matter where you live. Um, This is going to be a very powerful conference. We've got speakers coming from all over Texas, uh, the New York area, uh, Florida area, canada you know so we got speakers coming from kind of all over the place and this conference is going to be it's going to be a great experience for everybody who attends
0: yep and last year's was incredible i'm really looking forward to this one uh, april 24th and
1: 25th awesome matt well that's all i got if you got anything else let me know otherwise man make every day a saturday Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day and as I say make every day a Saturday.